Good morning. Welcome to the Long Live Alternative Parties podcast. Free Press Media Press Inc. and Alternative Parties Books Publisher sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bouchard. Welcome to the Long Live Alternative Parties podcast. Today, we have another exciting guest on our podcast like we always do. We are talking to the Chaffee County Libertarian Party. They're going to tell us all the exciting things they do and the exciting beliefs they have. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. We're glad to have you. Let's get started by you first giving us introduction to yourself, a brief biographical sketch. My name is Jennifer Poop. I am a native Coloradan. I reside in beautiful Chaffee County. I am the current chair of Chaffee County Libertarian, an affiliate. We are located in South Central Colorado. All right. So, Jennifer, kindly tell us, for our audience, since you're the chair of the party, what roles and responsibilities do you have in your position as chair? Well, at my position as chair, I'm in charge of outreach um, to the public. I need to inform and seek out fellow libertarians and share my message of liberty. Um, my job is to delegate, to find volunteers, to help us with projects, to help us with our events. Also to go out into the community and and spread our message of liberty. All right. I trust it's very rewarding. It is. I, it's a passion of mine and I've been doing it for a while. And I'm committed. I'm a true Good. believer, so I'm never giving up, no matter what. My That's story the spirit. Is, my story is I became a libertarian in 2016. Okay. I was what you would call a classic liberal. I did not like the direction that the Democratic Party was going in. And in my search, my journey for my political home, I found that the Republicans weren't my cup of tea. But what attracted me to the Libertarian Party is we focus on the smallest majority, the rights of the individual. I can be me. I can be myself within the Libertarian Party. Sounds good. Can you define classical liberal for our audience? Most of our audience are familiar with political things. In case somebody's not, can you please define that for us? A classic liberal? I can yes. define it for myself. I was a person that believed in the rights of the individual, human rights. Okay. It's basically a classic liberal to me was somebody who had common sense values. Um, they were fair and they wanted the whole story. They wanted to evaluate everything and make the most sound decision. Basically, somebody who was, I guess, liberal or it's hard to define for a lot of people, liberal, but basically social justice. Um, we work for human rights. Um, not somebody that um, really was a fan of war. Helping people, but not enabling people. It's basically not too far left and, and a tiny bit conservative. Okay. Classic liberals are empathetic, but 
they have boundaries is my personal definition of a classic liberal. Alan right. Dershowitz, if you can make a reference to somebody that people might know, Alan Dershowitz, I'm a huge fan of him. He is a classic liberal. Okay. All right, so that gives us an idea of somebody who is a classical liberal in real life. So that's helpful. Yeah, and basically, it's a, if you could, you know, in today's climate, it's basically Democratic, Democratic Party, part of the, um, a tier or a version of the Democratic Party, individuals in the Democratic Party, just like libertarians have a lot of different versions of sure. how they believe within the Libertarian Party. Classic liberal is just one of those philosophies within the Democratic Party. Okay. Makes sense. So earlier you mentioned that you're in South, you said South Central, or was it South, South Central Colorado, right? Yes. Okay, kindly describe the demographics of the area for our audience. Okay, well the population of Chaffee County where I live is 20,074 people. Oh my. I live in Poncha Springs, which is roughly 1,091 people. I have 153 active registered libertarians. There's about 1,014 square miles, and the population demographic is 16.9 people per square mile. So it's grown a lot. There's a lot of people. They're basically driven by tourism. Okay. We're rafting in the summer, skiing in the winter. Um, there's a lot of trails. We have the Collegiate Peaks. It's basically a destination for anybody who loves the outdoors. Oh, okay. So you said you have 153 registered libertarians. That sounds like a good percentage of the people in the area. Yes, it's grown. It used to be, I think, probably by, I don't know, this is big to me, like 15. Wow, <laughs> yeah. That's... <laughs> and this last election, I have to say, shook things up and shifted a lot of things with all parties. And now we have more libertarians, which I'm thankful for. And it's my job, actually, as the chair, to, to find and seek all of them out and invite them to go do something. Sure. Speaking of doing something, what activities has your party been doing? I spearheaded an event when I became, when I took over the, the affiliate and three years ago. It was a Meet the Candidates event, and I hold that usually in the spring towards early summer. Whoever is running that my constituents can vote on in an election that's relevant to them, I invite them so the public can come meet them, ask them questions. Um, one of the last ones we had last year was really awesome. We had people from other parties show up and ask questions oh. to the candidates. And I got a lot of good feedback on it, and it was a great experience. Um, our last election, our candidate, the governor, Kevin, he really enjoyed it. He really got a lot out of it. And I think that Chaffee County, for me, is a proving ground for some things. And basically, I like to 
do things and hopefully people springboard off my ideas and implement it in other places. All right. And also in towards the end of the summer, usually Labor Day weekend, I do a two A Second Amendment celebration. Oh. Um we last year we did um classes um to get certified um to go towards your concealed carry. Mhm. And then we went out to the shooting range and um we got together for fellowship and they practiced what they learned and me as a person who is not a gun owner, I am not going to tread on anybody else's right to own a firearm. And but I do also believe in responsible gun ownership, so that's why I thought the classes were a good opportunity for people to learn how to operate a firearm where so basically it's all around responsibility and celebration for our Second Amendment right. Sure. So as a libertarian, would you want to abolish the law that requires certification? Or is it because it's already there and you want to work with what you have, you go with it? That's a complicated question. I believe that there are some ownership, gun ownership laws that are ridiculous, that are unfair. There's a lot of talk about the red flag laws. Me personally, I would like to be in a society where you don't have to have all that red tape in order to own a firearm if you're just somebody who wants to own a firearm. Just John Key Citizen. I understand that about the other side of it, school shootings, theater shootings and all that and the gun violence. I, I get it and I understand that and I see where they're coming from too. But effective legislation would be a better way, I think. And it just feels like responsible gun owners are put through more in our, to be certified to own a weapon. And then you have people who don't, and they're killing people with guns. So it's a very controversial issue, very passionate, very personal issue for a lot of people. I personally think there should be some, but I believe that there is too much. Sure. And the problem is sorting through all of it and finding the most effective without overloading the normal citizen with red tape in order just to own a firearm. Sure. So in addition to the the gun issue, what other issues are prevalent in your area? Affordable housing. Okay. It seems like a running joke about how people from other communities move in and they drive up the property values and then they talk about affordable housing. The solutions for affordable housing in Chaffee County are not good enough. That's a huge issue. Um, the homeless population, are we helping them? Question mark. That's that's an issue that's a growing concern. I don't want these people suffering. 
but we, you know, we need to help them any way we can. Um, that's one of the biggest issues. Environmentally speaking, um, the damage that's being done, but they have intervened and they have closed down campgrounds or put you on waiting lists. Water rights is another hot issue in Taffy County. How so? Water rights? Um, yeah. Access. People fighting over access. Oh, okay. Another big issue was what used to be called Nestle, Blue Triton. That's been an issue in Traffic County for a while. It was basically an old fish hatchery that was sold, and they bottled water, and they transported out. Hmm. So in regard to affordable housing, I take it as a libertarian, you believe a big part of the reason that in your county as well as elsewhere in the United States is the homeless population is caused by a lack, too much regulation that makes housing too complicated and too expensive. Well, the property value is the cost of it. It's, it's not affordable. With the living wage and the bridge to ownership is very complicated. The price... And basically there isn't, the homeless population, and there's a certain percentage of the homeless population that has been made homeless because of rental property owners. There are people that, for lack of a better term, slumlords, and as far as regulation, they get away with a lot of things they shouldn't get away with. And people that had a home, me personally, I can speak from personal experience, are driven out or forced to leave because they won't abide by, you know, protecting and providing a safe and secure place for someone to rent. Rental prices are skyrocketing. So affordable housing only not only means owning a home, but actually being able to find a place to rent. The availability of rentals is scarce. And with all the people that come in that are working, you know, don't have a place to live, so they go somewhere else. And there's also an employee shortage. Everybody has a help wanted sign, but if you, they can't find a place to live or afford it, then they can't come and work for you. Sure. So how do you get the word out to the libertarians in your area? You mentioned that you're, a, it sounds like you're a rural county. So how do you get the word out? I basically do through the page, through our Facebook page. Okay. um, I'm going to start back up the the Zoom meetings. We have, I've advertised on the radio for one of my events. Um, I do meet and greets. Emails phone calls. Whatever we can. We're working on some postcards to send out mailers, get the word out. 
So it sounds like a wide variety of things you're doing to reach out to people. Yes, I'm doing the best I can. And that's all we can do. Sure. So you mentioned advertising on the radio. For our audience out there who may run parties themselves, some people might think it's too much, but is it too much? Was it something that was affordable? Since you did it, I imagine you pulled out, you pulled out somehow. So kindly speak to that if you like. I found out that it was, it was very affordable. Good. And I find if you just go and talk to um, your local radio station, because our local radio stations are really awesome. Dan R., he is also a libertarian. Well, we went and talked to him, and they will work with you, and they're very affordable, and it was very effective because people that showed up at the Meet the Candidates event last year heard about it on the radio. So I believe well, that radio is effective, and it is affordable. That's good to hear. So for our audience, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, no, I just wanted to speak to basically the reason for what you do as far as alternative um, parties and the podcast. Because I believe that, uh, you know, let's face it, the duopoly is broken. Yes. Alternative parties are the future and a pathway for all voices to be heard. And it's very important that, and I feel... As a member of the Libertarian Party, I have a very, I'm very proud because the Libertarian Party was founded in Colorado, and I have a, oh. a sense of pride in that. In 1971, David Nolan, and it was founded in Colorado Springs, in the home of Luke Dow, December 11, 1971, and they deliberate about it, and then July 17th, the Libertarian Party was formed, and so I have a very, and that's another reason why I found my political home was the Libertarian Party, is because the, the the history of it. We were a party that was founded because we didn't like what was going on with the Republicans and the Democrats, and, and we felt that they were not abiding by the Libertarian principles, you know, set forth by our founding fathers. And that's another thing that I identified with. I'm a big, huge founding fathers fan, and I believe in tradition. And that's basically, um, and I am passionate, and I love the Libertarian Party. And I am very proud of the fact that it originated in Colorado. And I think it's vital that alternative parties keep trying and keep working and keep trying to break up the duopoly. Yes. May they not give up. Yeah, so I want to thank you for having this podcast because we do need to get the word out about alternative parties, whatever one it is. I believe the Libertarian Party is trying to knock down the door for everybody else. So we can have more choices. So we can have more power. Yes. The individual. Exactly. That's kind of you to say we plan to keep 
fighting, the good fight like you are. Yes, everybody needs to fight. Everybody needs to stand up for their individual liberties. And that's what we're doing. That's why the Libertarian Party is here. Sounds good. So how can our audience support you and your party? You can support the Libertarian Party wherever you are by going online and typing in libertarianparty.org and you can find out where your local representation is and get them out. Email them and you ask them, how can I get involved? And if you need help, you can contact me and I'll find that out for you. Okay, so that's kind of your offer. So if somebody goes to the website and they have questions, they can contact you directly. Yep, you can contact me directly and I can put you into contact with who you need to talk to. All right. So I hope one way or another is that it works out. Either they go on the website and they figure it out themselves or they contact you, then you help them. They get in the right direction. Yes. If you have problems, I will help you out. You can call on me. All right. And how should they get in touch with you for that? You can reach me by email. It's CalcasMountainGoddess at gmail.com, and I'll spell it for you. C-E-L-T-I-C-M-T-N-G-O-D-D-E-S-S at gmail.com. That's my email. Okay. I'm also on Chattachani Libertarians on Facebook. You can message me there. All right. You can ask me questions, and if I can't answer them, I will direct you to the person who can. We will get you hooked up as soon as possible. Sounds perfect. Jennifer, we thank you for coming on the podcast today and talking to our audience about the exciting things you're doing. Well, thank you for having me. It was an honor, Andrew. An honor for us as well. So we wish you all the best in your party work and all your personal and professional endeavors. Thank you so much. You as well. Take care. All the best. Bye now.